I'm cooking some chicken with like this spicy chili sauce glaze that I got. I'm sauteing spinach and somebody gags me and says, Beyonce just dropped Black Parade. Beyonce just dropped Black Parade. Beyonce just dropped Black Parade. Beyonce and it's only you. It's only you, B. It's only you. All my other faves give me a pre-warning. They give us a little samp-samp. Here you go. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. D.W., a.k.a. The Birthday Girl. <laughs> Yes. When you say DW, all I can think of is that meme of her. This sign won't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> it's my favorite meme. I especially love the one where it's like, God sent me a sign and God sent me yeah. a sign. It's like, it's so I can't stop me. Because <laughs> I can't read. Yes. Right. I love it. I love it. So. Doyen, um, I'm sure there's a lot of birthday prep going on, but other than that, you know, what what all you got going on? Or tell us about that. Tell us about your prep and what you're drinking. Okay, so this previous weekend I had my birthday shoot. Um Yay! I really wasn't planning on having a birthday shoot this year, but I was like, I've lost weight and my teeth are straight, so I gotta show y'all one more time what I do. Um it was funny, I was telling my sister, like, because I bought, like, a formal dress, got it, like, altered and everything for the shoot. And I was telling my sister, I'm like, oddly enough, I'm not the most extra out of my line. Like, I have one last sister who's, like, the number one extra, and I'm just, like, assistant to the extra. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even that bad. But, um, yeah, so I did my photo shoot Saturday, okay. and then Sunday, I took pictures of a really sweet four-year-old for her pre-K graduation and she's so adorable and I'm like I don't want a daughter but I want a daughter and she's like just this beautiful chocolate little girl just gorgeous but um so does that mean that you are (laughs) I know right does that mean you are expanding (laughs) on your photography or you just did it for a friend um I'm potentially considering expanding in photography um but I have a very, like, set niche that I want to go to. But this was um, actually one of my first college friends. Okay. And so, of course, I took pictures of her daughter. Okay. She's adorable. Um, otherwise, what have I been doing with my life? I'm thinking about vacuum cleaners because apparently yes. I'm turning 32 and that's what we do. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, and I've been binging Dynasty so intensely. Like Dynasty from the 80s? Dynasty on Netflix. Is it a remake or is it the one from the eighties? I think it's a remake. Okay, I I didn't know there was a remake of Dynasty. I just yeah. I just remember the one from what my granny used to watch. Oh, so they remade Girl, Dallas is. and they remade Dynasty. They might as well remake Falcon Crest or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So right now there's three seasons, I think. Oh wow! Okay, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it is a soap opera reboot, according to Wikipedia. But um, I'm on the second season. The first day that I really sat down and watched it, I watched like 12 episodes. Yeah, I just started season two today. But um, yeah, so 
It is a hot ass mess. <laughs> Such a hot mess. Wow. <laughs> it's just like, because people keep like trying to screw each other over. Oh. Probably like the original one. And I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> and they're all like filthy rich. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, it's funny because I guess the Debbie villain, that's what I'm going to call it. So a guy, they're black, but then you find out that they're Nigerian. And so they speak my language, but um, the subtitles do not represent what's being said. <laughs> so they're like, uh, their dad had just gone out of jail. And they basically greeted him, and he greeted them back with the same words. And then the subtitle was like, children. And I was like, he didn't say children. <laughs> he literally just said hi, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> but I love it. Um, it's a it's a hot ass mess, but I keep going. I'm like, oh wow, oh y'all so sloppy. Y'all keep catching y'all each other doing shit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Like you need something light to watch, light and fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I alternate between that and Ninety Day the Other Way, which is when like the Americans move out mm-hmm. to the other country to be with their people. And that's always hilarious to me. So, Like, I've never watched any of the 90 Day franchise, but I love hearing other people talk about it. I just love it. I mean, I feel like I love the shows, even though mm-hmm. I've never seen them, because I love hearing other people tell me about the hot mess that is the 90 Day franchise. It is a hot mess. It's hilarious. Um, so, what I'm drinking, I... Um, it's a cocktail made up by me. Okay. Um, so there's no measurements. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's called Brown Skin Girl. Hey. And it's um, whiskey until you tell yourself to stop. Mm-hmm. And then Coke. And then um, a little bit of red wine on top. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Might have to try that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll have to share it on the podcast. Instagram. <laughs> Any specific red wine will a Merlot do, or do I need to? So I had a Pinot that I'm just not excited okay. about. So I was just okay. like, let me go ahead and get rid of this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure Merlot would probably be better. <laughs> I don't know though, because Merlot is has such a heavy, you know, texture and flavor that uh, the Pinot may do better with the Coke. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, share it, share it on IG so that I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really haven't been up to too much. Um, I've been sitting outside a lot. I got my new outdoor furniture, and um, I will be going back into my office physically, like back to work physically full time in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm really nervous about it. <clears throat> so I've just been mm-hmm. kind of like enjoying the outside at my home, just trying to like relax as much as I can. In the process, I've got three mosquito bites, which isn't bad at all because mm-hmm. like the first night that I went out, they tore my legs up. So the next day I made sure to go by um, Dollar General, which is where I got this cute little pineapple glass. Like, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see it. Okay, it's disappearing. There it is. Can you see it? I've seen bits and pieces of it. There it is, yeah. So that's where I got that cute little glass. And I got some off spray. And I went out (laughs) the other day. 
I sprayed my legs because that's where I was getting attacked the previous day. Didn't think to spray my arms until I got bit twice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me hurry up and spray my arms. And I sprayed my arms, sprayed my hands. And then them sneaky motherfuckers, <sighs> one bit me on my ear. It's like they had to find somewhere to bite me. <laughs> so, anywho. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought, actually, I bought this when I was in Mississippi, the Vino 1% Hydrocortisone Cream. Mm-hmm. And so it actually really helped with like my like facial eczema maybe, um, but also I have like one mosquito bite on my arm, so mm-hmm. I'm putting it on there too. Listen, Vino is that bitch. <laughs> I, I I just I love being outside so much, but then like I was really agitated by the fact that I just got mm-hmm. ate alive. Also, it stormed earlier today. And mm-hmm. it happened, like, all of a sudden, I wasn't thinking. So my cushions on my furniture are soaking wet. Um, oh, and I have a cover. I just didn't think about covering the furniture. So, anywho, that just popped mm-hmm. in my head. I've been grilling. The other day, I was grilling, and it was like, I was sitting outside, grilling, had a tall cup of water. I had my... I had to go get, like... Now I see why, like, uncles have that rag with them when they're grilling. Because my glasses slid off my face about three or four times. I was sweating so hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. I told Shonda, I was like, I feel like I need a cigarette. And she was like, gross, you smoke cigarettes? I'm like, no, I don't. But, like, sitting out here doing this makes me feel like I'm out here standing over this meat. Like, I need a cigarette just hanging out the corner of my mouth. Like, it's going to drop Ma'am. and fall into the meat please, any second. <laughs> please take that, Virginia Slim. <laughs> away <laughs> like no i do not smoke cigarettes but yeah so um that's pretty much all i've been doing just getting ready to go back to work full time and it's, that is super super stressful it's particularly stressful because we know that it's going to be short term um mm-hmm. yeah i probably shouldn't get into all that but yeah guys another shutdown is almost inevitably coming and your governments know this they're not telling you this in the forefront but they're planning forward on the back end and that's really making me nervous because i just want you to be honest with people so tonight i am drinking i Uh -uh, I was gonna say i did read that like we're still in our first wave (laughs) yeah they keep talking about second wave like no we're still in the first one the first one yeah yeah um, so tonight I am drinking a mint mojito and I think this is my first time making a mojito from scratch anyway. Like I've made the mix or whatever, but I, <laughs> I really just kind of stumbled into it because I was thinking, okay, what am I going to drink tonight? And all I really have is rum. Well, I've got some, um, whiskey, but all I really have a lot of is rum. And so I was like, okay, I'll make a rum punch. Um, and then I was like, ooh, I've got, I need to, I need to like prune back some of my mint leaves. So I used, mm. um, I, I used the peppermint. I couldn't decide whether I want to use peppermint or spearmint, but I used the peppermint leaves and I was like, okay, I've got mint leaves and I've got rum. Let's make a mojito. So, um, yeah, it's really good. I actually think I used a little too much lime. Um, mm. but other than that, it's really good and refreshing. 
I should do that because I have a lot of mint leaves as well. But I want that sh- sugar cane stick. Oh, I gotta go find where I can buy that. <sighs> that's like the, that's like my. F- <laughs> also, oddly enough, rum is the only alcohol I don't have in this house. I have whiskey, vodka, um, tequila, gin. <laughs> I don't have any rum. And I, I guess, <laughs> I, I, you know, and it's weird for me too because I normally don't keep a lot of rum like that, but. Yeah. Lately, in my endeavors to, you know, drink more clear liquors, I've just been, I don't know, I bought a big jug of rum. Why? I don't know. But I have mm. lots of rum, and, like, I have, like, a dash of gin. Just a dash. <laughs> um, I have a yeah. dash of uh, Tangeray, and I have a dash of Midsummer's. So, like, I have two dashes of gin, and I've got, like, a smidgen of whiskey. <laughs> Somebody, well, okay, so for my birthday, somebody asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I was like, I'll let you know, because I don't really be thinking about it. And so I texted, like, 11.30 last night. I was like, I want a bottle of Uncle Nearest whiskey, because I don't want to pay for it. Mm. <laughs> That's a good On the first try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't respond to me. But <laughs> I was just like, let's just try it. Because that's like a good $40 bottle. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll buy it if I don't get it for Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I buy it Friday. If I don't get it. Yeah. So I was just like, that's a thing you Support Black Panther. <laughs> that's right. Okay, well, um, I don't have anything else. <laughs> yep. Um, I said that I wanted to watch uh, This Is Gonna Hurt You. Oh. Is that it? Oh, um, um, shit. Now, why would I forget the name of it? And I'm watching This May Destroy You. I may destroy this you. This may destroy you. Something. But then um, our friends at Shine gave me the caveat that was about sexual assault. So uh, give me a couple more weeks. <laughs> is, I mean, I am I am loving it. And I just got to say, Michaela is a genius. She's a genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say that I started watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And I just want to say, all of y'all who didn't tell me to go ahead and start The Last Kingdom earlier, y'all fake because... You knew that this is something that I would like. I mean, it's Vikings. It's Wessex. <laughs> it's, it's all the things that I love. Like, how could you not, like, tell me to watch? So, anyway, I'm in love yeah. with Uhtred, even though he's, like, a spoiled, whiny little boy. But he's hot, and he wears a sexy man bun. <laughs> I am going to have to look up. My sister told me about this. It's kind of Viking. It's a movie. And this girl like falls in love with this guy that like, oscillates between dragon and human. <laughs> it's really good. I want you to watch it. And you, I was about to say, Viking. and you're hiding this from me for what? <laughs> I just forgot about it. But it was so good. I would watch it again because they did. And that was where I was like, ooh, I want to do a Viking funeral. But apparently that's not legal in the United States. No, you can't like, you can't like. <laughs> but it's really good. I'll have to ask my sister what it's called. It's not in English, but I liked it. Oh, that's fine. I watch foreign anyway. films all the time. Foreign series all, right. all the time. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move along to our current events. Um, so the SEC has finally decided to speak up and use their influence for good. 
So the SEC is urging Mississippi to change the state flag, and they threaten to pull title games. Not like we have that many title games here anyways, but <laughs> um, I just, in general, I feel like the SEC does bring a lot of money, like football yeah. brings probably after like agriculture probably the most money into the state but whatever (laughs) so for some um, reason and i could be really wrong here y'all let me know because i know a lot of our listeners you know either know a lot about mississippi or have mississippi ties if i'm not mistaken this isn't their first time doing this Mm -hmm. um i think before the issue was See, I hate when my brain doesn't work right. It may have been that we could not host any of the games before. Or for some reason, I feel like it was specific to Ole Miss because of their um, their old mascot. I can't remember, but they've done something like this before with us. Like, mm-hmm. we would not be able to host games. We would not be able to host uh, championship games because of our state flag. And... Now they're expanding it to you're not even going to be able to participate. So hopefully, yeah. I saw a statement today, and see, I didn't even mean to see it. I didn't mean to see it. Um, <laughs> it was from the governor Tate Reeves, the governor of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And do you know? Fuck ass nigga. Okay, because I mean, I'm fuck like ass white man. <laughs> he had the nerve to say. Um, there's a the second flagship. Yes, <laughs> yes, and call it a separate equal. but equal. I, I just everything in me <sighs> burned because there's no reason yeah. why this man should be governor. But alas, here we are. Yeah. And Mississippi so, is just a prime example of gerrymandering and voter suppression and everything that you want to call it because we vote and we voted like nobody's business for this governor race and you can tell because he almost didn't get it Mm -hmm. but it's just that damn separate but equal flag i was like are you kidding are you serious right Mm. right um i think i was gonna tie this in too yeah kylan hill said that he's not gonna play um Or associate himself with Mississippi. Yeah. Um, if they continue this way. And so, like, it's a perfect time for this. Um, really, it's just weird because it's like, y'all lost. Like, why are y'all so tied to being a part of the losing team? Because it's not about <laughs> that at all. Like, it's right. not about that. I'm most of the, most, most Confederacy, um, emblems and monuments were erected, like, years at, like, they were erected. A lot of them were erected during the Civil Rights Movement. A lot of them were erected to remind us of these atrocities and to put us in our place. They are forms of terror. It has nothing to do with being proud of your history. Yeah. And it's so tough because it's like, I'm from Mississippi. I rep it so hard. But even looking at our flag, it's just... Like... Not to say that other states don't have things that are, at least Mississippi is the most, like, obvious in the Confederate <laughs> leaks. Like, other states still have their leaks, but alas. Um, shout out to the SEC for at least standing up and 
um, the presidents are behind it, but at the same time, I don't know what it's going to take. Because I remember, like, as a kid, um, we did a referendum to vote to, like, change the flag, yeah. and it didn't make it. So, I don't know what it's going to take to make it And you change, know that there's no way in that hell time. that people did not vote against that. But again... Right. Votes aren't voting isn't as simple as casting a ballot. Your ballot is count, yay or nay. It just doesn't work that way. As much mm-hmm. as we want to think, there's so many other things that play into that. And so, yeah. And I, I feel like if this doesn't do it, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Yeah. Oddly enough, I was <laughs> surprised at Ole Miss. Girl, me too. <laughs> no, <it's taken. laughs> me too. I was too. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was too. And I've been surprised at all of the um I mean I guess I shouldn't be but I was surprised at the amount of white support that I've mm-hmm. been seeing um on the news and uh on social media for changing the flag. And a lot of them mm-hmm. like I, I expected I expected white people to say I expected them to support changing because of the whole SEC. But so many mm-hmm. of them were saying it's been time. And I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I was shocked because, like, you know, I grew up around white people and Christian school and all that. So I, until I went to MSMS, I didn't realize that, like, you know, white people were Democrats as well. But um, I was talking to, like, my childhood friends about, because I, I never talked to them before because I was just like, I don't want to know that you voted for Trump because then we don't have issues. <laughs> but I was talking to them now, and it's like it's shocking, like the amount of white Republicans. They really don't fuck with Trump, especially white women Republicans. Uh-huh. And it, they probably like didn't vote, but um, yeah, mo- all the ones I talked to just didn't vote. But um, uh-huh. and it's tough. It's hard to tell them, okay, just go vote Democrat because because they think to be Christians to be Republican but it's just interesting to see that like at least the people I knew didn't didn't choose party over common sense but it doesn't help (laughs) it didn't help if you didn't vote the other way or try to actively but yeah I, I, I agree with you I know a lot of people that are the same way and I I actually wasn't that surprised to find out that a lot of Republicans that I know aren't supportive of him um but they're just not gonna they're not gonna do what's right so right yeah but less change that flag sec means business i'm just saying if this don't do it doing i don't know what we (laughs) i I was driving the other day and i was like you know what would what uh what hurt them (coughs) if all of our Great black players decided to go back to HBCUs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and left these white schools alone. <laughs> what y'all go to? <laughs> that, that might like, be. If go ahead, if HBCUs like dominated every single sport. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, I am not the money. I wasn't. <laughs> you know, um, I, there was a whole like thing on I think it was Facebook that was like send your black kids to HBCUs and I'm not telling people where to send their kids I'm not telling players where to play but I definitely agree with you that that would definitely 
because you enjoy the money that we bring you. So why can't you enjoy treating me like a human? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're bringing in the money. We the ones doing it. So yeah. I agree. Hmm. That's like what the races love those 11 black men on the field. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anyways, so um, moving on to other companies, they're making a change. Um, so all of a sudden, all these like food brands are like, oh, this I um, imagery we've had of black people all this time is racist. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, and I mean, just talking in general, just like the link to like, in a way, it's like people are like, if it is good, if a black person's on it. So y'all are saying that y'all food sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it just has to be, that's like the stamp of approval. So, um, of course, Aunt Jemima is working on rethinking their brand and Uncle Ben's. And now Cream of Wheat is working on rethinking their imagery with a black man on it. And so, I mean, it's just like racism is so deeply ingrained into the American experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that it's like so many people had to backtrack and be like, oh, yeah, that was racist. And like I rolled my... Especially when it comes to us and food. I rolled my eyes so hard at the Aunt Jemima because... Several times in my lifetime, I know they have been petitioned to change Mm. the box. They've been petitioned to change the name. Like, I Mm. know this for a fact. Heavy petitions, like not just some little grassroots efforts. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, now you can see it. Come on. I just want to know what all of this pandering is going to look like in the next couple of years. Like, are you still going to be doing the right thing? Or is this just just a new fad? I know it's pandering now, but I'm hoping that it causes real change. So, yeah. like, Aunt Jemima changing their brand. Um, yeah, it's probably pandering, but it's going to cause change. And I am happy to see that. So, it's, um, you know, I want to. I don't expect much from the whites, but I'm like, whatever they give, I'm happy because it's more than what we've had. <laughs> I just want to know, like, okay, great. You're changing your labeling, you're changing the name. What about executives in your offices? Like how, what yeah. are you, I, I don't like this window dressing. It's, it's annoying yeah. me. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to view it as some change is change and that's good. But I just, I, I just want to see it matter. I want to see it matter. Yeah. And I'm the type, <laughs> I'm the type, I like to know what I'm dealing with. And I, I like for my mm-hmm. racist to wear hoods so I know who you are. Just I don't I don't like for you to like yeah. you know try to just just let me know who you are yeah. so I know what I'm working with that's all I'm saying. But yeah, it's about um, time with Aunt Jemima and oh, and so you like you like you said it is so ingrained in mm-hmm. our way of life that we don't think about it. Somebody brought mm-hmm. up Mrs. Buttersworth and girl, I ain't never even thought about Mrs. Buttersworth like that. And I thought, show is, show is. Like it's like, the same Mammy type trusted, imagery, uh, but yeah. it didn't have it's a white one. that name. No, she ain't white, but she didn't have that name oh. to her. So let me go look up Mrs. Buttersworth because I always trusted Miss Aunt Jemima because she was black. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Buttersworth is the bottle that's shaped like the woman. 
I like a black woman. Yeah, and it's it it's now. the mammy imagery. And yeah. but I guess because it didn't have like that type of name. I don't know. I just didn't think about yeah. it the same way. And then because it's not like a picture, it's the bottle, right? It just didn't. But then when yeah. someone brought it up, I was like, "You damn right, right?" Mm, yeah, mm, I missed mm. that. Um, I had I had a friend who works for a company, and they're they're trying to do something for Juneteenth, and they're talking about black owned businesses, and they settled on black owned food businesses which that's a problem because again once again we're black and so our link to food like you linking our greatness to food is an issue but then I was like why do y'all have two fried chicken places (laughs) (laughs) because again that's another issue and like don't get me started on watermelon (laughs) it's just like it's so deeply ingrained that even when white people think they're doing good they're still not doing great (laughs) which is yeah it's interesting to me so um yeah so i had speaking of watermelon and fried chicken i had a black ass juneteenth and well i actually celebrated on that saturday because i had to uh do things for my granny that friday but i am just like i had watermelon uh Mm. i talked to one of my friends and she was like we having watermelon and grape soda. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go get me some grape pop. I had, <laughs> I had watermelon. I had grape pop. I had barbecue. I didn't have no, ch- I didn't have no fried chicken, but I had some barbecue chicken, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. myself. And I embrace it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't. I, I just want to say I had a black ass time all by my lonesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like I, I love watermelon, even though it's full of sugar, so I don't eat it a lot. But uh, I, I love watermelon. I love fried chicken way, way too much in my life. But like, just the notion of like people throwing watermelons at black people, right? Like, right. Fried chicken is yeah, our it's trauma tough. bond. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. It's just like, yeah. okay, what are you? Yeah, it's hard to enjoy things as a black person in America. It is. It's just <laughs> it is. Yeah. <sighs> What I don't enjoy is Rick Ross will stays. <laughs> Ricky Rose. <laughs> um, Rick Ross is they say alleged baby mama, but he's like been stuffing her up with money somewhere. And stuffing her up with more kids. So it's like right. what are you doing? She, they're like two infants. I was like, two infants. And she pregnant again. Infants? But he oh. refuses to take a DNA test. He won't take a DNA test. But he keeps giving her but money. But he keeps giving her money. Like car shit. Yeah. I'm like Anyways. Girl, what are you doing? <laughs> so she said, "Take a COVID test if you want to see your kids," which I think is a hundred percent reasonable. That's right. You don't know, especially because he don't be like in the house, right? Like, and she's like, "You I see have like it. a small birthday brunch, and I almost was like, y'all need to take a COVID test <laughs> just to make sure." Because what freaks me out is like just like the fact that there are people who are carriers without symptoms. <laughs> That's what extra freaks me out. Because I'm like, you know, if you cough and sneeze, I guess we all have allergies. Yeah. I'm fine. But the fact that people are just running around, passing it around. That is is part of, like, the thing with me, too. And I'll just tell you, for the past, like, I'll say, like, uh, maybe, like, three or four days in a row, I was, like, crying Mm -hmm. every day because I felt like... I felt like I was getting gaslit. Like, I felt like people were making me feel like 
I was doing too yeah. much because I am in the house. I am not coming to your event. I'm not, you're not coming to my house. I'm not doing any of mm. that. And, but like get togethers or, ha- and I mean like people close to me, get togethers are happening and people are like, well, you're not coming and you're not this. And I, I was really having a, like a, a, a difficult time with it because I felt like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was repeatedly, specifically when it came to my granny, I was repeatedly being made to be the bad guy because mm-hmm. I mean, my mama and my uncles and stuff, they, they just going to come over and do what they do for the fourth. And I'm like, you know what? Those are your children. I cannot, I cannot tell you what to do when it comes to your kids, but I won't be there. And then like, even with my cousins and stuff getting together for the fourth and I'm just like, I, I can't, but my dad really like helped me out. Like he really made me feel better about it. He was like, girl, no, he's like, you stop it right now. You're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. It's like, take care of you. And he was like, you got to take care of your granny and you got to take care of yourself. And you know, mm-hmm. he was like, I, I wish I could stay home, you know, but I, you know, he has to go to work and everything. But he was like, these people out here and one of my cousins in particular he was like you know she ain't been at home I was like I know she's been everywhere and keeps posting it and even like one of my sisters is just out and about all the time and he's like no you're fine you're doing right and like even though I knew I was doing right it really made me feel better to like hear him say that because I really felt like I really felt like well maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy maybe I am doing too Mm -hmm. much you know but it made me feel better. So, Rose, go take yeah. the goddamn test because you've been everywhere. You've been posting it all on IG. And she, basically what she's trying to say is she know you've been laying up with some dirty hoes. So, yeah. go take that go test take before test. you come breathing on and her Another baby. test, please. Say um, what now? It's another test. <laughs> like sexual <laughs> test. But no, back to what you were saying. Um, yeah, so at the end of the day, I think my biggest um, vulnerability is me, because <laughs> I I do have health issues. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. If anything happens, I'm the one who gets fucked up. Like my mom's cool, but she's a nurse, so she probably go get it before I do. Hopefully, not get it. Let's pray and cross our fingers. Yes. But I'm like, that's why. Like when I went to visit her, I was like, I was fine because I knew she she was in a hospital. And you know, she's gonna early. take the necessary precautions yeah. yeah so i the biggest one i worry about is me because of my health but i i applaud you for um Aww, you know do what you, you need to do um i have learned not Look, to like i'm doing the fingers <laughs> <laughs> anyways um <laughs> yeah like so i've learned like extroverts are gonna be uh the downfall of us all so, um, and I get it, like I get it, because I was literally like going over and over in my mind, because I miss people too at this point, and I was going over and mm-hmm. over in my mind, like I'm going to see my cousins because one of them's coming home. I hadn't seen her in a while, and she promised me some midsummer just for me. She's bringing me a bottle just for me. Um, can she leave it at the door? I know, right? And you can just come <laughs> pick it up. And I was like. <laughs> I I was really contemplating it and I was going and just when I was about just when I was about to tell myself you know what it'll be okay just go it'll be fine mm-hmm. all these different stories started popping up about people yeah. like you know 
I just feel like the universe is telling me, girl, stay at home. Because even if I'm not saying I'm going to get, and I, and I'm not, I really don't want people to think I'm bashing them for going out because you, we're all adults and you make your own decisions and you do what's best mm-hmm. for you. But, um, I don't want to see it. <laughs> and also don't make me feel like I am being extra because I am not going to yeah. do it because I'm not. Yeah. I just realized people are all on a spectrum with like taking care of ourselves right now so i'm just like you do what you do that doesn't mean i have to be around you right that's pretty much it all right that's anyways right. next up so lady antebellum apologized <laughs> for a racial sensi- insensitive name and of course this i don't know if this article is older so she decided she's gonna go by lady a yeah. well there's a black woman who's yes. a jazz singer in seattle who goes by Lady A, and she's like, bitch, I've been going by Lady A for 20 years. (laughs) So, I think she should come up with another name. I don't think she has. I don't think she's even thinking about it. It's a group. Lady Antebellum's a group. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the I assume that the woman is the forefront and the face of the group. I saw the group, but I felt like the fact that it says lady, I feel like she's a forefront. Nah, <laughs> that's just the group name. But I, it, again, it's one of those things like, so you just now knowing what antebellum means? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, girl. And it, just, it falls into the, one of those categories of things that, we, I mean, okay, fine. But we seem to be getting everything except for what we're asking for. Yeah. Like, Arrest for Brianna's murder. Like, I, I don't yeah. want Lady Annabella to change their name. I like that yeah. music. I've never cared for the name. I, yeah. it, it's, when I see them, I'm still going to think Lady Antebella. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess to me, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, Antebella has never been a thing. But, I'm like, how did you, like, how are you blind all of this time? Like, <laughs> like, how do y'all, and this is why I make a point not to learn any white actors or actresses' names. I know, right? So people be like, <laughs> <laughs> or bands. I'm like, people be like, oh yeah, you don't know this? No, because do you know um, <laughs> Vivian Green? Exactly. No, you don't know Vivian Green. So That's why I gotta know, <laughs> why well, I gotta know your obscure white bands right. or your actors and actresses? I'm not learning anybody's name. Right. And I have made it a point. And people are like, oh my God, you don't know who this is? No, because I don't care. Because I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's so, like, and they said the whole reason why they even got the name was after visiting a fucking plantation. <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> I'm a huge. I am a huge architecture fan, and so I do understand the allure antebellums. But you, you have to know that that is very tied into sheer racism. Right. <laughs> I mean, as far as talking about an antebellum style, sure. Yeah. But yeah, they visited a whole ass plantation where they went to some antebellum homes, and mm-hmm. that is how you got the name. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think was happening? <laughs> Anyways, so she has to change her name. She needs to change her name again. So Lady A's, they need to change her name again. Lady A's not going to work because there's already. And I and I was um I was going to bring which I was like a black 
Oh, sorry. I was good. I was like a black woman in Seattle. Where'd they find that at? <laughs> well, I think she, I, I, I guess she saw where they were changing their name and she spoke up and was like, uh-uh. But I was hoping there would mm-hmm. be an update to this to see if, of course, I, mm-hmm. I want to see how they're going to respond to that. Because what you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Right. Lady B. <laughs> just going down there I, and i'm sure that. there's a lady b <laughs> i don't know but i'm sure there is so this is gonna be funny <laughs> lady anti-racism <laughs> there you I go i bet you ain't that there you go. <laughs> True change. bet you that's not a thing <laughs> so at first i was like this bitch sent me a fox news article <laughs> i don't i don't remember which one it is okay so, T.I.'s daughter oh. opens up about her father's <laughs> past comments on her virginity. I don't know. Um, yeah. Why did you send me a Fox News article? It wasn't. Well, it was TMZ, whom I follow. And then they had, when I clicked the TMZ link, that's where it went to. So, it is what it is. But um, I couldn't remember if we talked about this on the show or not, which we don't have to go all yeah. the way into detail with what happened. But I just, Mm -hmm. um, I was interested in her response to it all. Yeah. So we, I mean, we had so much uproar at the time. You know how we're all like armchair child psychologists. But um, we had so much uproar about like how toxic it was that he was that obsessed with her virginity. So we're finally getting to hear from her, which is great. So, um... She said she was extremely embarrassed by, you know, the statements. And she definitely notes that, like, his reaction to his son's sexuality Uh versus hers is very Uh slanted. And she says that, like, she doesn't, she's kind of distanced herself from her father because of that. And she hasn't been able to have, like, a productive conversation with him Uh about that. And so, like, it sucks because, like, I guess we're seeing how she feels about it because yeah. at the time when this all first came out, we had so many feelings about it. It was all about our uproar. Right. So it's good to see that, like, she also doesn't excuse this behavior right. and she is making changes in her life about it. Yeah. But it sucks because she was traumatized by it because of all of our uproar and stuff. And probably because of him, too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely because um, of him. <laughs> when you... Um, did you watch the video? Nope. <laughs> we haven't had a video moment in so long. <laughs> but everything she said in the video was in yeah. the article. So, I mean, it wasn't anything new that was said. But to see her <laughs> little face when she talked about it. And she was just... More so embarrassed that, like, everybody knows her business, you know? And also in the way he deals with her. And she made a point that I just thought, girl, you don't even know the half. (laughs) But she said he played, like, her cousin was trying, uh, I think it was Kamaya, was trying to tell her, you kind of need to talk to him about this and let him know how you feel. And she was like, he plays the victim. And I wanted to say, mm-hmm. baby, bless yeah. your heart. Um, That's what men going to do. You finna to deal with it for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, and I just thought right. also it was so 
like insightful that this child recognizes that that's what this adult man does because he does like all men do Mm -hmm. she's like he plays the victim yeah um yeah yeah i I did like kind of shudder what she said about that because i was like yeah good luck yeah (laughs) (laughs) your adult woman life exactly and she like (laughs) she even teared up and like started crying because she was like she just can't be around him right now she just didn't want (laughs) to like deal with him right now and that just you know was about a little hard well on to another trash nigga i am so tired of tyrese being loud and wrong. Why does he keep loud and wrong? Why does he keep doing this? Nowadays, I watch, um, I regularly watch the telephone music video, and I love when he's like choking to death because I'm like that nigga <laughs> <laughs> deserves. <laughs> I don't even remember him from that video. because <laughs> uh, like Beyonce, he was eating pancakes with her. He's seen a jerk. And he put all the honey on it, and then he started choking, and she was like, I need you to take all my honey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. yeah, so he, like, choked to death. It was hilarious. Anyways, um, so Tyrese posts a picture of, I guess, like, <sighs> it's weird, because it's, like, basically white people being shown as slaves and, like, a black person over them and a white mammy feeding a black baby and he was like oh yeah there's a change watch this youtube video i want y'all to know that youtube is really youtube is a great source of information but it's not always a correct source of information listen i have enjoyed plenty of night fall laying in bed falling into that youtube wormhole of conspiracies but guys mm-hmm. it is just hokum YouTube is best for <laughs> how-to videos. Like, that is where you're going to get yeah. your true information. But those... How to figure out the bags under your eyes, <laughs> not how to learn about South Africa and reverse I mean, because it's not a thing. All those YouTube documentaries, <laughs> they're on YouTube and not on Netflix or Hulu or wherever for a reason. Or anywhere. Yeah. For a reason. By the way, so my friends... All of my friends are getting birds aren't real like ads, and I'm like, that's rude. I am a birds aren't real fan, and I didn't get any ads anyway. I any so I figured out the shirt that I'm buying for my birds aren't real one. It's like it's a picture of the Beatles, you know, like the video, um, the album cover where they're walking across the uh-huh. street, and it says like birds are um doing the work of the bushy or C-O-C. Anyways. How do we say uh-huh. bougie? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm buying that one. And my friend <laughs> bought a shirt that was like, birds are watching you as you're watching. No. So I'm like, there's no bird watching. We're both watching each other or whatever. Anyways. So I'm like, I'm going to go buy a birds aren't real shirt. <laughs> just because. That's who I am. Um, but yeah, like, I'm just like, y'all. Tyrese. Like, he keeps speaking when no one asked him to. And you would no just one. think after... I mean, damn. How many times do you and have the thing to get is, shamed? Like, yeah, he doubles down. Like, so people yeah. are like, this ain't real. Delete your account. And he's like, nah, this is extra real. I'm right. Like, nah, nigga, it's not real. <laughs> so, first of all, one thing that I learned from this article is I did not realize that this was a, um, a common misconception or trope going around about South Africa. I, I had never heard of this. 
No, me neither. Like, all I've known is, like, South Africa. Literally, the white people that went to South Africa studied racism all around the world to make sure that they had, like, the premier form of racism (laughs) in South Africa. (laughs) Like, they... They were scholars of racism because to make sure that they did the right shit. <laughs> I was like, I mean, and of course I could be wrong because I'm very American. And so my concepts of the whole continent of Africa can be skewed sometimes. But when I think South Africa, I think apartheid. So I've never thought that like right. there was a whole white slavery thing taking place. I had never heard of such. Like I just was like, oh, yeah. This is something this is something that y'all are battling. I didn't I didn't know that people were putting those false narratives out there. And I feel like uh uh I'm wrong. I was gonna say I feel like Tyree should have known better, but why would he have known better? Why? He doesn't read books. But after <laughs> someone told him better, after a South African told him better, he should have just been mm-hmm. like, My bad, and took it down. But he's like, no. Nah. <laughs> Speaking of books. So I guess the rich dad, poor dad dude has been an asshole as of late. (laughs) And I was like, I never, again, it's something about my spirit. I have a really strong discerning spirit. I never read his books. Hell no. I was like, I don't want to hear what you're talking about. And so like all these niggas that have read rich dad, poor dad now. And you know, (laughs) I I think I tweeted this once before, but I need y'all niggas to read something other than rich dad, poor dad. Read something other than The Art of War. I need y'all to read novels. Read fiction. Read some fantasy. I need y'all to learn more about the world around you. Because them the niggas who love to say they love to read, but what you read is bullshit. The Art of War is not bullshit, but... Can you read another? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can you read something else? Can you read something else? Go read a Witch. Okay. Because <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> so I'm okay, just so- going to be honest and say that I haven't started, but I will be done. I have start. like, let me back back. I actually started the book years ago yeah. <laughs> and I never finished. So I am going to start over and I'm starting over tonight mm-hmm. and I will be ready because I did really love it. I actually don't know why I stopped reading it the first time. I was in a hurry to read it because I thought, no, not I thought, I knew um, George George R. R. Martin, the author of um, Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, all that, he um, signed on to help, what's the author's name? Nettie, of course. Yes. She, got, she signed a deal with HBO. HBO has bought the screenplay to the Akata series. And he mm-hmm. signed on to help her develop it into a screenplay. So I was trying to read the series before it comes out on HBO, but who knows when yeah. that's going to happen now. And that was like a couple years ago. But anywho, yeah. I'm going to be ready because I actually did enjoy it when I started. My library had the audio book and I really love listening to it. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. And it's funny because I was talking to one of my friends. Is it easy about... to listen to? Like, yeah, is it, it's great. To is it too to. many? Like, as as an actual Nigerian who like hates when people like mispronounce things, it's perfect to listen to. I love. But it. like, it... and she has like different voices. So Sunny has a voice like mine that 
black girl that grew up around white girls <laughs> kind of voice. And then she moves the voices around. I love Chi Chi's voice. It's like she's like a tiny little girl, but she has like this very like Nigerian voice. Uh, yeah. But it's I mean, like, you know, sometimes to. with fantasy, it's too many moving parts and I'll get lost mm-hmm. listening. So it's better for me. No, to she changes up. voice enough for. Yeah, you can read it. But like, I love listening to this. I think I'm gonna try to. Um, li- well, you know, I like to read yeah. and listen. So I think I'm gonna try both. Yeah. Um, My friend was like, she was like, she thought a kata meant like cotton picker. And I was like, girl, where did that come what? from? <laughs> what? <laughs> no matter what we Nigerians feel about black people, we're not going to pick up on white people's racism to deal with it. So Akata literally means like bush rat. <laughs> Where did she get that from? What what made her make that I connection? Don't know. <laughs> but she was like she thought it was something that was like linked to slavery and I was like, No, that's not us. We are very creative on our own. <laughs> We're gonna say whatever the fuck we want to. But <laughs> anyways. Alas. Okay. I'm done with the sides. We're gonna move on <laughs> to our last story about our Florida man and I actually watched this video because I needed to see more about this um so Florida man I guess in Florida Walmart is actually doing right and tells people they have to wear masks Mm -hmm. to come in and so this Florida white man thought that he was the exception to the rule and he could just like charge in and our dear sweet Walmart greeter was like, no, no, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and so he tried to charge past him, and I think he came back with the backup, and everybody was like, no, girl, you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> what do y'all have just, against wearing a fucking mask? It's just... I mean, yes, they are uncomfortable. Insanity. Yes, it is hard <laughs> to breathe in them. Yes. However, I would like to continue to breathe for a lot of more years to come. So, right. I mean, at the end of the day, Walmart's a lot more air conditioning than outside. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I do get it, but yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. it, but I recognize it because y'all have done this throughout history. So it's like it's the family, <laughs> which is funny because like even the whole Tesla thing, Tulsa thing with Trump backtracking, I was like, I bet you the family told Trump to backtrack. Do you? <laughs> you know he wasn't gonna do it on his own. Do you think the family like associates with him? Yeah, I think. Cause remember, I mean, if you continue. Watch thing, I watched it, but I mean, continue. Like he just doesn't seem like he really follows directions but i feel like the family is the one that's strong enough to get him to follow directions okay yeah so like even like the whole thing about like him being like oh the first time they asked him if he'd ever asked for forgiveness and he bullshitted his way through in the worst way (laughs) and then the second time they asked him he was like yeah i asked for forgiveness and try to get better like i think the family low-key is trying their best to rein in in craziness Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot I mean, of they rain. don't always succeed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, oh, I brought, you know, I made Juneteenth famous. I'm like, nigga, if you really made Juneteenth <sighs> famous, make it a holiday. Right. <laughs> if you want to get some credit, if you want to get some credit, go ahead and make it a national holiday. Make it a bank holiday. Right. My G. Right. <laughs> 
he just annoys me greatly. Anyways. Yeah. So now that our stomach hurts, we're going to take a break to listen to our (laughs) sponsors. And we'll be right back. And we are back. And guess what? It is time for our someone something. So this past week, um, we celebrated Juneteenth. So, and I didn't think about this ahead of time. (laughs) So I wanted to take some time to speak about someone who has really made it their life's mission to help us all, A, know more about Juneteenth, B, celebrate it every year, and C, make it so that everyone is celebrating every year. So this year, we noticed that a lot of major companies are rushing to give employees the day off. Um, Explainers are being written. Internet searches are surging. In 2020, as protests against police brutality against Black people continue across the country, Juneteenth is finally being broadly celebrated. It's the kind of widespread recognition that Opal Lee has been trying to secure for years. For four decades, Lee has been active in the push to have Juneteenth recognized as a national holiday, meeting with political leaders and spearheading organizing efforts. The 93-year-old went from throwing Juneteenth celebrations in her Fort Worth, Texas community to organizing nationwide awareness campaigns. Lee has visited more than a dozen cities to spread her message and has urged presidential candidates and the Obama administration to officially designate Juneteenth as a National Day of Remembrance. In 2016, she began visiting cities across the U.S. and walking 2.5 miles, a figure important to the Juneteenth history. Juneteenth celebrations in Fort Worth and elsewhere have been curtailed by COVID-19 this year, but Lee is still actively promoting what she calls her single greatest passion. This year, Lee will strap on her tennis shoes, or she did strap on her tennis shoes, and walk the 2.5 miles in front of a caravan of cars in Fort Worth. Two weeks ago, Lee stood on the steps of a historic home in Fort, Worth, in Fort Worth's Terrell Heights neighborhood. It was there, she said, that in 1939, 500 white people forced her family out of the home they had just bought and set it on fire. The date was June 19, 1939. The fact that it happened on the 19th day of June has spurred me to make people understand what Juneteenth is and not what Juneteenth is and that it is not just a festival, says Miss Lee. So we are grateful for Miss Opal Lee. I've I'm sure many of you have seen um clips of her on the news as I have and just to see the delight and the joy in her face to see something that she has worked so hard for finally starting to see some light but also when you hear her speak she's very um cognizant of the fact and she's she wants you to be cognizant of the fact that this is just the beginning there's a lot more that we got to do so um I'm grateful for that yeah I'm just I'm really thrown by the fact that 500 white people are trying to force their family out of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please hold. I gotta go take care of a crazy dog. Hold on. You want a dog? <laughs> Don't do Roxy. Showing up. 
Anyways, yeah, I was just like, 500? The fuck? Like, <laughs> it took all of y'all? Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so I'm really, I'm so excited to see, like, just general excitement and prevalence of Juneteenth this year. Yeah. Because it has been um, a long time. Like, I mean, people have many Juneteenth celebrations, but to see, like, right. A national push to celebrate it this year has been great. Yeah. And to see a lot of families celebrating it on their own versus mm-hmm. like going to a, because for many years, that's what I knew of Juneteenth was a festival. I mean, I knew why we were celebrating the festival, but as a mm-hmm. festival, not looking at, you know what? No, this is my Independence Day. I don't need to celebrate July the 4th because that actually doesn't mean anything to me. This uh, is my I day to celebrate. July Fourth, the day off. Like I don't. Well, most, <laughs> I feel like most Black people are not celebrating Independence Day. We really just cooking yeah. out and getting together and having a good yeah. time. We not celebrating Independence Day. But all I'm saying mm-hmm. is, like, for people to have moved that yeah. celebration over to Juneteenth, I think is great. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited uh, about it. But a few years ago. People are talking about how, like, Juneteenth is really for the Texans, and you should figure out when your say abolished slavery and celebrate that. And I didn't really love that because it was, like, breaking it apart. At the end of the day, June, Texas was the last state to make their people aware <laughs> that it was broken. So, like, I feel like we should all celebrate Juneteenth. And that's what I love about this year is, like, people across the board, like, really thought about it and celebrated with it i um i took the day off and then my job was like hey if you want to take that day off as a personal day so i actually like it didn't count towards my vacation days which i enjoy but i hope the next year that everybody gets off yeah and so and that was i'm hoping that we can do some work to continue to speak to that so that everybody gets off yeah i will never work on juneteenth again never um but yeah that was something that miss opal um that was something that she said in one of the little you know uh sidewalk interviews i saw she was saying the importance of celebrating juneteenth even though this particular day is specific to texas is because we and we've all said this a million times but it's the same adage we're not free until we're all free so like this is a celebration for us all so yeah Yeah. and even like my team because again i'm the only black person i was like y'all like the emancipation proclamation had been signed two years before that but the thing about it was juneteenth was when like the civil war was ending and so that's when texas slaves were aware because union soldiers came over to let them know that like this shit is over and even then it really didn't end till like december yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know we celebrate what we celebrate so anyway happy uh juneteenth oh. in arrears yeah <laughs> we, yeah we definitely celebrated it i was like because in addition to pro life decision i ran a lot of social media pages so i'm over there like mass creating Juneteenth posts (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because like Canva had like Juneteenth like templates 
And I saw it across so many social media pages. And I'm like, I tried my best to make it not look like every single other post yeah. that everybody else is going to yeah. post. But I'm like, I see y'all. I see that you post in a camp of Juneteenth. So we're going to move along to our poor life decision. So this week for our poor life decision, we want to talk about a little bit too much self-care like when the self-care feel overwhelming and i am someone who can experience that um so <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> i was like what's too much self-care i don't know well so the <laughs> author opens up talking about like she's getting ready for her wedding and she's so overwhelmed and there's all these things that she wants to do for her self-care that she normally does as part of self-care. But it got to the point mm-hmm. where it started feeling like another thing to do on her to-do list. And that happens for me so often. Like things that people talk about as self-care can quickly turn into mm-hmm. another something on my to-do list. And she's yeah. just saying how she felt compelled to do these things which was causing her even more stress so Mm -hmm. you know it's not good when the things that you do to de-stress end up causing you even more stress and making you feel worse and not better so let's take a look into four signs that your self-care may be doing more harm than good Mm -hmm. number one you mask your true feelings according to Mm -hmm. rachel o'neill (laughs) what are you laughing at (laughs) according to rachel o'neill phd lpccs self-care is important (laughs) and helpful for most individuals however if an individual begins to use self-care as an escape technique for example to remove feelings then it could be an indicator that self-care may be serving a band-aid type function She also gives the example of socially prescribed forms of self-care, like having a glass of wine at night. In reality, she says, having a glass of wine at night may constitute a problematic pattern of using alcohol to cope with difficult and stressful life life events. And quite frankly, Rachel, nobody asked you, nobody wanted your opinion on that. Nobody asked it. Nobody asked it. I was like, this is rude. I was like, I thought... Chris was my podcast friend. I mean, she's starting off rude off the gate. (laughs) Similarly, (laughs) Cynthia Catchings, a Virginia-based licensed talk space therapist, finds that clients who use self-care as an avoidance tactic often show signs of avoidance scoping or rumination. In other words, these individuals... Avoidance scoping. (laughs) In other words, these individuals engage in self-care to mask their true feelings. So, Doyen, yes, do you practice this? <laughs> I know yes. I do, and I think it's probably something we all do. Um, like, it's just so much easier for me to say, "Oh, I feel weird about X, Y, and Z. Let me fix me a really stiff drink so that I don't have feelings anymore." <laughs> like, I. Because once again, talk space is good, but I don't think they really speak to the issues of black women. And so, like, I think the thing about it is, as black women, we 
put a lot of precedence in the notion of being okay because we had to push forward and be okay for the rest of our race, our families, our spouses, and things like that. And so avoidance is our favorite thing. It's just like, tuck that shit away and let me continue to exist (laughs) and continue to be okay and push forward for everybody else. I had to be strong for everybody else. And so, yes, we don't come into true contact with our feelings most days. Because at the end of the day, like, if I do realize, oh, I'm not okay with this, I don't know what to do from there. So what's the point? (laughs) You know? See a therapist. (laughs) But you're very right. Like that is very (laughs) ingrained in us. That is what we do. And it's not healthy. And quite frankly, it's killing us. So yeah, yeah, um, we definitely have to find better ways to cope with that. Okay. Number two, you Mm -hmm. start getting compulsive. So the author states that, you know, as someone with an addictive personality, just to watch out for uh, when things as innocent as a green smoothie slips from, oh, this feels good to I need this in order to feel good. And yeah, I, I have that same issue. O'Neill finds that people can sometimes become so enamored with the idea of self-care that it starts to become a compulsive process that ends up defeating its original purpose. Individuals may become so focused on the idea of self-care that they may lose sight of how the emphasis on self-care is coming at the expense of other aspects of well-being in their life. Um, yeah. Once again, why are you so attacking? Because lately, two days in a row, I've ordered Asian food because I'm like, rice is delicious. Yes. Makes me happy. Yes. But it also comes... At expense for me because I am diabetic and carbs are not that great for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, so, I've been spending way I'm too tired much of money you on attacking takeout. Me. <laughs> it's us. We're That's correcting it. our poor life decisions. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, here's number three, and I'm just going to tell everyone brace yourselves. Because <laughs> mm. again, you throw exactly. money at problems. <laughs> The wellness industry is notorious for taking advantage of people's insecurities and desires. O'Neill helps her clients refocus their definition of self-care. Self-care doesn't have to cost any money, she said. In fact, many of the things we do in the name of self-care aren't necessarily the best forms of self-care. Catchings offers the example of a weighted blanket to illustrate how some companies provide false promises or skyrocket prices because they know consumers will pay a premium to feel better (laughs) full disclosure both of the hosts of this podcast own weighted blankets and i love mine (laughs) i'm just gonna tell you (laughs) i mean that's the best i can't i haven't been able to use it lately because it's been so hot at night but ooh, when i can use it it's the best night's sleep ever i don't sleep in mine because it just feels like a weight but like i would like sit in mine but also today i bought a Roomba because i was like i have a dog and she continuously sheds and so if i can get something else with vacuum and not me <laughs> that sounds great buying things so, yes, makes me I happy i mean <laughs> it can be any type of problem it doesn't even have to be like what i purchase doesn't have to fix said problem the problem right. can be something from work. 
buying that goddamn mm-hmm. steam mop made me feel good about my life. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I bought like fake nails and I don't even, I'm not even good at fake nails, but I was like, oh, well, seemed like a thing that I should do. <laughs> I have a whole little basket in my closet that's nothing but fake nails. Fake nails and then the sticker, like the fingernail polish, but it's like the stickers. Yeah, I have a whole basket mm-hmm. full of that stuff because, you know. <laughs> Let's go to the last <laughs> And number four, you avoid discomfort. It's easy to fall into the trap of using self-care to avoid discomfort because, by definition, self-care is meant to make you feel better. O'Neill argues mm-hmm. there is value in learning to cope with discomfort instead of taking steps to remove or escape your emotions, i.e. numbing out. Coping Mm -hmm. with discomfort is a cornerstone of resilience, she said. And it's important that we demonstrate the ability to deal with daily life stress without trying to escape it. Now, I know that I am a pro at avoiding discomfort. What about you, Doyle? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Because it's like, why? Why feel gross when right. I can feel great? <laughs> right. Pretty much. Yeah. So that is a thing that like I am trying to start to embrace my discomfort. At the same time, like it's like when I do see something that I'm not comfortable with, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Once I realize I'm not comfortable with it. Um and so I'm like, mm-hmm. or I could just drink the whiskey yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And <laughs> I want to be clear that I am not trying to bully anyone into therapy, but all I'm saying is <laughs> that is something that you can learn in therapy. Therapy is not like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I know how I felt before I ever gave it a chance. And mm. <sighs> You know how people get like these life, (laughs) these life coaches, your therapist can literally be your life coach. Like it doesn't have to be you dealing with some deep traumatic shit. Literally, what am I supposed to do with this thing here that I have discovered (laughs) about? Mm -hmm. Like, What am I supposed to do with this? And I don't always use my tools, but I have them. With so much noise out there about what you should and shouldn't do to support your well-being, it's no wonder people find themselves overdoing it on the self-care front. The trick is to learn that self-care has less to do with doing and more to do with being. Mm. Let me read that one more time. The trick is to learn Mm. that self-care has less to do with doing and more to do with being. The end. So... Yeah, so, I mean, especially now, things are hard and people always talk about self-care. It is a very quick fix mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, at the end of the day, and I think we talked about this before with distraction. Like, yeah, you can distract yourself for a while, but yeah. you still need to go back to the root cause of it and figure out what the root cause is. Yeah. I don't always know what to do once I figure out the root cause, but um, I think that's important to just sit with especially like i said as a black woman we are so obsessed with being okay (laughs) and sometimes we had just realized that we're not okay and that's okay as well yeah 
<laughs> you have to realize first you have to realize that you're not okay and then like Dogen said it's okay to not be okay like we have to stop yeah. punishing ourselves for not being okay mm-hmm. like yeah and it's super hard now but I'm I just know that I'm the type of person who will OD on things in the name of self-care because I don't want to deal with the real problem. And Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) to be honest, I don't know if that's a a behavior that I'll fix anytime soon, but I'm making myself aware (laughs) of it. So that's step number one. (laughs) We'll work on the other steps later. Um, Yeah. Oh, well, I'm done right. unless you have any closing remarks. I'm just going to say, especially with this episode, I'm going to let y'all know that we don't have it all together, but we're mm-hmm. trying to push towards being to mm-hmm. better. And that's all we ask is that you also. I'm really trash when you get right down to it. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to say that. We're not trash. Oh, but thank you, Joy. Like we're human. Thank you. Yeah, we're human. And. That's the thing about it is black women have not been allowed to be human for so long. They've only been pushed to be perfect. And that's not a thing. <laughs> not at <laughs> all. Nobody else has to be perfect. And so, yeah. So we're all on a journey to being better. And that's what we hope that you get out of our podcast. Like, we're we're definitely not perfect. All right. Mm-hmm have to go to rehab after this. <laughs> Listen, I'm really worried about I'm really worried about going back to work. I don't know how it's gonna pay it out. <laughs> we'll be good. But uh just still just want you to know like, you know, if you're not where you wanna be, that's okay. Because we're all gonna get to where we wanna be. And I am very big about saying that like I am becoming the woman who I want to be. And so it's not, it's becoming, it's not, I am like, you know, like right. it's not going to be a hundred percent one day I wake up, like it's step by step. And so I just want y'all to know, that, you know, step by step, we're going to get there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. Okay. Um, I'll go first this week. I want to buy a drink for barbecue sauce. Now, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've been grilling this week, and my granny makes a from-scratch barbecue sauce that she will not give me the recipe to. But, she did tell me how to doctor up some store-bought sauce. So, this was my first time... Mm -hmm. I'm actually not a huge barbecue sauce fan, but I really like my granny's. So that's why I was wanting her to like give me her recipe, but she refused. But anywho, she told me how to doctor up some store-bought and I did it and it was great. And so now I feel like I am a barbecue sauce connoisseur and you just contact me for all your barbecue sauce needs. (laughs) I um, just add whiskey to barbecue sauce and it like takes down the sweetness factor. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me happy. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna buy a drink for my mama because she birthed me this week. And Come on, her, mama. There would be no me. Right? <laughs> how was there? And poor thing, she was big pregnant in June, and I was born two weeks late. 
and she was suffering in the she heat. She didn't have to do it, but she did. Sweet Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I'm oh. like, I am very particular in that, like, I don't want to be big pregnant in the summer. Oh, girl, me like, too. I don't want to be hot. Me too. And so, like, <laughs> I've seen pictures of her, and she looked sad. Like, she was, she looked. Listen. And, you know. My sister. And she had, like, me and my little sister. My little sister was born in the end of August. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> My I, one of my sisters was pregnant during the <laughs> summer, and I remember her like, bless her heart. And it wasn't even mm-hmm. like dead in the summer, but I remember her just right. being miserable. And I remember her telling her doctor like, "Um, I'm ready to have this baby now because I'm tired and I'm right. miserable." I'm trying to have a baby in the winter. Unfortunately, I don't like any winter signs, but we'll, <laughs> we'll deal. Um, excuse me. <laughs> means that, excuse uh, me. I love you. I don't like winter signs. <laughs> I would love for my child to be an Aquarius. I, I, is it just because I'm an Aquarius that I thought that everybody loved Aquarius? Aquarius is stressing me out. Like, uh, I love you. I have a lot of Aquarius friends. We do. Just stressful. Y'all we overthink are. everything. We it's, are. Yeah. <laughs> we At really best, are. I mean, maybe I have a to. Pisces. But even then, I have way too many Pisces friends, and they also stress me out. My Pisces so. friends. I, I only one in particular. Crazy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, anywho. Well, <laughs> Pisces is like a water sign, so I'm supposed to get along with them. But oh. Really, I don't like anybody but myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're going. Oh wait, we are on the favorite part of the <laughs> so guys what listen do? Doyen what I want you to do is tell people how they can get in contact with us <laughs> how they can Great. talk to us so we are on the Instagram it's poor life decision one decision because we're changing them one at a time that's also the name of our Etsy page it's oh. all one word um, we're on Twitter as PLD Pod, and we finally got somebody to tell us what they want to talk about on the Twitter. Yes. And so <laughs> feel free to talk to us more about what you want to talk about. You can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Like I said, we would just love to know what y'all want to talk about. We want to, we're the pod for the people. So yes. if you want to talk about something, let us know. We will do the research and we will serve it to you. Immediately. Yes, yes, yes. Not immediately, but like <laughs> it's a, expeditiously. Not expeditiously, but um, we're going to take our time and we're going to do the research. That's right. And we're going to get you what you want. So, um, Also, we encourage you to please head on over to iTunes, leave a review, leave us five stars. The others do not work. Even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, just head over there and leave us a great review. And doing it, Tell them what sweet surprise they get if they leave us a review. Leave us a review and send us a screenshot of your address and you can get our new Poor Life Decision stickers for the free. So cute. You'll love it. I've had several people. It says people, may contain alcohol like the rest of us. I've had, <laughs> I've had several people ask me about it and I'm like, leave a review and you too can own the sticker. Right. <laughs> right. And you too. So, yeah, guys, Um, thank y'all for tuning in again another week. Hope we brought you a little light and laughter. Um, Just want to remind everybody, drink water, you know, do your skincare routine. I have been slipping this past week, but I'm going to get it together. And 
Just try to take care of yourself. I do have my black girl sunscreen. Have you tried it? And so, so I had it, and then I forgot where I put it, and I know where I put it now. So I'm gonna start trying it more often. Yeah, I need to. I need <laughs> to go ahead and get it. Um, yeah. I was trying to wait. Sorry, I was trying to wait till I ran out of my other, but yeah, it's taking a long time to run out. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it is what it is. Um, if you are outside for any more amount of time, it definitely is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Aveno, because that's very important to my life right now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. And we love y'all. And we'll see y'all next week. We love you. Bye. Love y'all. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bob up tree of life on for the ground. Ancestor put me on game. Long time on.